On to part two. In this episode, the boys go over each of their top 10 songs of 2021. Bit of a catch to this one, we decided in the beginning that you can only pick one song per album. And by doing this, we cover a lot more ground. Hope you enjoy. All right, song time. Top 10 songs of the year, theme process. My number 10 is from an album we have not reviewed, but was high on a lot of different lists. Uh, the song is Valentine by Snail Mail. Wow. Um, so, yeah, we didn't mm. review it at all. It's a um, pretty class up, classic breakup music song. Um, for you guys that haven't listened to it, it's a really slow-paced uh, slow um, refrain kind of going through with a simple bass line, but then it's like dramatic and sad-type lyrics with a chorus that is heavy hitting and hard. Um, I love the way it progresses through and um, it's snuck into a uh, top 10 for me. Very nice. Very nice. I haven't heard. Uh, Roz, you? Um, yeah. So I guess, yeah, we'll just do it this way. Uh, my number 10 is also Valentine. So we actually. Oh, got, no way. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. yeah it's is pretty crazy. I, uh, I've been listening to that album for a few, like for a while, because it was one of those albums where we had our schedule set up for the year and we it, we just didn't get it. We didn't get it in. So I I like like the snail mail I've heard in the past because I believe on the I think maybe one Oshega she they, she went and we so I got into her. Yeah. So uh, so I downloaded it downtown and I listened to it and honestly man like yeah that sounds fucking dope and I, I really like her so yeah that's my number ten. Same nice. That, that is that is very surprising. I was not expecting that. Is, that. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I thought it was a complete. Well, for me, it's a complete new new song. So I haven't even heard it. So I will give that a listen. But yeah, that's really funny. <laughs> really? Um, I guess I'll go into my number ten. Uh, you guys all have heard it is J Cole applying pressure from the Ooh. off season. Nice. Um, it is a rap song. It is a two minute song um the the album this year i gave it i think a 6.7 if i did it again i'd probably up that um j cole he he's great and uh i i I think you know where i am with rap i love when a guy just gets on over a a cool beat and just spits and kills it no matter how long it is so this this one's two minutes and that's exactly what it is and i I find it it almost like uh like thinking back in time it's like the rock wilder by red man and mess man just your short killer song where the rapper just gets on there and just destroys and um i always play it um when i'm having a few drinks with friends the whole thing and that one is number 10 for me i love it nice great choice number nine number nine number nine for me is he said she said by churches um this song for me really strong lyrics uh kind of about society and in particular lauren mayberry's life as a female in the public eye uh i think darkness lyrics kind of suit churches and this is their best album to date this is my favorite album or my favorite song off that album and the cherry on top for sure is that they produce all their own music and a uh, big fan of churches and didn't make my top five, but this is definitely one of my favorite times of the year. That was good. I, uh, yeah, no churches was good. Like it kind of like the, the vibe of the whole album kind of gave me like not a 2021 album. It was kind of like a throwback to early 2010s kind of music, which I did enjoy back in the day, but no, yeah, no, I, I enjoyed, I, I also, I think it gave that one a pretty good, maybe a high seven. That was good. Yeah, I'm on the opposite side of this one. That song really didn't do it for me. Um, I won't, uh, I won't drag everything down. But hey, it's all about taste, right? I, uh, I think I, I think I particular, particularly called this one out on my review. I you didn't did. like it, but it is what it is. I mean, we don't all like the same shit, right? But uh, no. cool. <laughs> yeah, true. All right, uh, number nine for me um, is Parquet Chorus uh black widow spider off the album sympathy for life so <clears throat> this one is interesting because uh, it's, it's indie rock song uh definitely recommend you guys uh, throw it on it's a great great song fast paced real fun um 
we discussed doing this album. We had a really loaded uh, back of 2021. It was a lot of releases uh, in TSR. So we were doing our best to, to pump out the more important ones or the ones we thought we think our viewers wanted to see. And uh, I know for sure, me and Lundy discussed, uh, we liked a couple, they put out some singles and we were super hopeful because uh, we, we loved their 2018 release, Wide Awake. Amazing album. Recommend you guys, you guys check it out. Um, so their first, the first couple of songs they put out were were great. Black Widow Spider, including, and the album is not so great. Um, I'll just leave it at that. I just I've listened to it a few times, hoping my opinion would change, but uh, just just disappointed. Uh, they went a different direction. I, I don't think they uh, they did well with it personally. Um, I don't think you'll see us do it because it's almost a waste of time since me and Lundy don't really like it. I'm not sure for us how to listen, but yeah, Black Widow Spider great song i uh did get a chance but we yeah i know that's been in talks so i definitely have to give that one that's a what's that that's like a girl band right girl rock band punk rock no, no that's illuminati hotties you're illuminati hotties yes okay <clears throat> yeah for me reed uh you know as you touched on it already the album just wasn't so great for me particularly i i like the walking at a downtown pace song a little more but, you know, the good parquet courts is so good because they're right in the pocket. They know how to jam with each other. They're a really comfortable band. They just, yeah, they just want the experiment and the album just didn't hit. Black Widow Spotter, another great song. Unfortunately, I think that's the one and the two on the album. And after that, I could care less to listen to anything else. Yep. Yep. All right, Rob. Okay. So my number nine, also, we did not review this. And really, I feel as though would have to be something that I would have to dig up to give you guys to actually find it. Cause it's very like digging deep into like the independent scene of electronic music. So number nine, the song is called escalate by a guy named Ben Bomer from Europe. Um, it's just a really good. So the whole album is fantastic. It's called begin again for the listeners. And for you guys, I'd like for you guys to uh, check this out. Begin again by Ben Bomer. He's basically what I've, what I've been thinking as, and I've been listening to this for a few months, it's like the future of electronic dance or electronic music, really. Not so much dance, but uh, just the sound selection, the synthesis of the sounds he's making, like the collaborations he's doing with artists that I've never heard of. Sonically, a very pleasing album, a very good album. And uh, yeah, so Escalate by Ben Bomer. I can't say much more because you guys probably don't know who he is, but- uh, I, I've never heard of him or the song, but I'll certainly listen. Yeah, yeah, no. So I think you guys will like it. But yeah, that's my number nine. Cool. Nice. Uh, yeah, that is uh, that is one of ten uh, obscure EDM songs. <laughs> <laughs> there were there were bound to be a few. Yeah, I figure. Um, all right, number um, number eight for me is um, "I Don't Live Here Anymore" by The War on Drugs. Mm. Um, to me, this album was front to back amazing but it was actually really hard to pick out a song that stood out. Uh, I think, you know, um, it's just an exceptional album. This one for me just gets there. Uh, I think it really gives Adam's sense on, you know, talking back about Bob Dylan and, and, you know, his love of old school rock and his ability to bring it forward and still make that kind of music today. Very well respected and, you know, more so the album hits for me than one particular song, but this would be my favorite from Like that, like the explanation. Uh, I don't really have much more to add. I think you, you hit the nail on the head. Yeah, no, me too. Definitely. All right. Well, my number eight um, is On My Knees by Rufus the Soul. Uh, their, album, their album, Surrender. It's a dance track. Uh, very classic Rufus. End of the day, that's why we love them. Yeah, I mean... Don't have much to elaborate, guys. Just absolute banger. I really want to hear live. I can just just picture us like when that when that spot opens up. I can just picture all of us dancing with our hands in the air, and it makes me happy. Absolute banger. Yeah. No, I can't speak. I can't speak highly more highly of. <laughs> you and, you and, could. And Rufus, <laughs> I could. I could. I could. We all day. No, it's not my favorite song of the album, but it is. I mean, there's so many bangers on there, and again, live experience is going to be fantastic. That's the main thing. All right, give us your next one. Okay. <laughs> Number eight. Savage Good Boy, Japanese Breakfast. Uh, just, again, like, I like the album. 
a lot. And that song is just one that I found just the catchiest, like just kind of combined all the rock elements I enjoyed and like her voice, like it all kind of blended together and really, really like that song. And I know it's probably, maybe not this song is higher, but I'm sure you guys have Gabby Fergus much higher on your list. <laughs> yeah, I, we'll talk about her later about uh, <laughs> my favorite song from the album. But uh, yeah, certainly it, it's a fantastic song uh, yeah. for sure. Um, it won't pop later for me, but um, you know, I, it was my number one album, so it's not a bad song. No. Yeah, same size as Lundy. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. Great, great album. Not the best. I appreciate you trying again, Roz. But <laughs> is that, hey, is that, this is not my this is not my genre. Okay, this is not my genre. <laughs> no, but it's a good song for sure. For sure, love that. All right, um, number seven for me is the album that was number five, but the titular track "Happier Than Ever" by Billie Eilish. This song to me stood out it's a later track i think it's like probably in the last two to three songs on the album um but it really hit home for me when i seen her live performance on i don't know if it was i think it was it was one of the late night shows i don't know colbert or jimmy kimmel or fallon that nerd but um you know one of them and it just immediately rocketed up like the song is super personal for her and really digs into the you know the the side of of being famous at 19 and then it's so well written and then halfway through you just get this influx of crazy guitars and drums and she just goes insane singing it's so good on the album but it's even more amazing when you actually see her do it in person and one of my favorite videos out there now is one of the recent festivals like back from maybe like six seven months ago when uh festival when a festival was happening or one of her concerts were happening and you just see like 20 30 40 50 000 people probably singing along to it and you know it just it just really hit home as as my favorite song from that album yeah no i mean the album for me didn't make the top five but i always appreciated it like artistically like i think reed you sent me uh was it the grammy she did a song and just like you it really noted how good of a voice she has so it's like when she was in for coachella i was i'm more than excited to see that yeah i'm right there with you um i've documented how incredibly sad i am about rage backing out uh <laughs> but focus on positives here focus on positives like Billy will be an amazing view uh, for a solid mix of the song I sent you. Uh, um, what 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 one was that, uh, Rob? Yeah, uh, I got I got to look it up. I got to look it up. Yeah, for those slow songs, but also her her fast ones, and and this one in particular, Lundy, is like a mix of both. <laughs> yeah, that's why that's why I love it. Starts yeah. off, yeah. starts off, and then just comes alive at the end. So uh, when the when the like uh, when, when the party's over. There you go. Yeah. 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 Great song. Great song. Really good. Yeah, she's fantastic. And Phineas is one of the best pop producers going right now. So, I mean, the, the. yeah, yeah, he's up there. I think so. All right. Number seven. All right. Number seven for me. And this one is going to bring a smile to my buddy Lundy's face and probably a laugh to my buddy Ross. Um, <laughs> Please don't do sad rock. No sad rock. <laughs> no, it's at the holiday party by St. Vincent. Yeah. No way! Oh yeah. no way! Man, you poorly reviewed that one. You guys poorly reviewed it. I like. <laughs> I, I gave it like an eight point five, but at, in hind- not-, not to cut you off, read in hindsight, that was too hot. <laughs> yeah. So, like, the best way for me to describe this is, I really did not like Daddy's Home. Uh, <laughs> you know, again, go to twosweetreviews.com to find out what my thoughts were, but. Um, I think in this song, she stripped down everything I didn't like about her album and just gave it straight with her voice. Really, uh, really like, like her voice is the key on the song and it's beautiful and it's just very slow going. Um, she comes in the end, there's some horns, uh, but like the rest of her album, just, just too much, too much going on taken away for what, what she's good at, in my opinion. And this 
absolutely emphasize everything that he's good at. And this, this one's funny because it, uh, it made a comeback. Uh, we started about doing our 2021 review and I hadn't even listened to that, uh, that album since I deleted it from my phone um, after, after we did it. But I went back and I was like, I want, like, what are, what are my thoughts on uh, some of these old ones just to try to be inclusive and not leave anything out. And I put that back on. I was like, man, beautiful song. Her voice is amazing. And I hope she cuts out the crap on her next album. I am laughing because I was like, as you were talking about that, I remember you said the horns, but it's like, what? As I was like, why? Because I also really like her. Like, what happened on that album that no one liked? I'm, I'm just like looking up my review. Oh, yeah, it was the sitar. Remember that Indian yeah, guitar? I hated the sitar. <laughs> like, the goddamn sitar. She just, like, cuts the sitar next time. Maybe she'll get, like, an eight. I don't know. Felt like I was playing, uh, like, a lamp on Super Nintendo or something. <laughs> yes, that's what you said. Yes, yes. I, I have I have nothing to add to this conversation. <laughs> I'm, not even, I'm not even gonna defend her. I'm just gonna let it let it be. Her first two albums are yeah. way better than that album. Yeah. Hopefully her sitar gets lost in bag check when she goes to her next tour. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. All right Number seven. So yeah, so number seven comes from a top five album. It's Lucy Dacus. It's first time, which I love that song. Just a catchy song, man. Just like it's really just a, like a like epiphanizes, just like what I like with the indie rock genre, like really groovy. Like not much else to say about it. Just I think it's a dope song. Yeah, number seven, uh, first time. I 100% agree, and I'm glad you went with this one because it was um, the 50-50 split for me. It's the one that I didn't go with, so we'll talk about later that I have a song by Lucy Degas. Okay. Um, but uh, first time was number two from Lucy Degas. Nice. Great. Time. That was uh, I was on a on a kind of rotation of that in VBS, but at the end of the day, first time won. So that might be yours, might not be. We'll see. And I assume Reed doesn't like it, so maybe we'll just move on to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just got nothing to add. I just sad yeah. slow songs. And I can I can't pinpoint which one of this. Yeah, uh, first good. time. First, first time is not first time's slow. I will upbeat. say it is, yeah. it is definitely not slow. <laughs> All right, for me, uh, number six. Uh, it's actually a song we've already talked about. Uh, on my knees by uh, Rufus the Soul. Ah. Nice. Um, for me, this song particularly stood out as one of their singles that they put out. And at time of listening to it, it didn't sound like Rufus. It was like this was not what I expected from their new album. And then after listening to the full album, it stood out to me as, you know, a little daring, a little more non them taking a little bit of a risk there's a little more he heavier you know i'm i'm talking to Roz here as a dj and i have no experience but to me there's a little more heavier bass in it there's you know it's just a little different than what i'm used to with rufus and then i kind of respect that from them and uh that was definitely my favorite song from from that album yeah, yeah. no um <clears throat> love, I'll, I'll... That you, love that you came to the on my knees uh team <laughs> I think Roz is on a live team, right? That on my knees is, is a good one. Uh, no, I know what you mean. It's uh, Lundy, I think what you what you're trying to say is that like they kind of like lean more into the EDM than usual, right? It's like big bang and yeah. kick, four on the floor. The tempo was just going. It's like the dance. It's like the dancing one. Like I'd say when we see them live, hopefully uh, that's that's gonna be the one that really gets the crowd going. But no, love the energy on that one. Didn't make my top ten, but uh, no, it's, it's it's a fantastic song. So number six for me, uh, going back to Jungle, um, we have Romeo featuring Boss. Nice. Uh, Romeo. Yeah. So this, <laughs> I mean, this one is, I mean, like sunny day, windows down in the car song with your pals on a road trip. Like uh, just, just great overall song. I know uh, Lundy made a point in saying that uh, this is probably the least jungle-like song on the album and uh, I, I that carries weight i understand what he's saying but it just doesn't take away that the song's fantastic um it's great um jungle and boss are both new artists to me before i listened so i was just pleasantly surprised to, to listen and uh, it's just it's just a banger super fun song can't say much more i love i love the line it's a rolling out of timex 
it's a great song but yeah that that in my opinion yeah like you said you brought it up already it's the least jungle song on it but it doesn't make it not the best song on the album either 100 percent. no boss boss actually uh is fantastic on it and Romeo does a thing for me where as someone who is really into electronic music, there's some sound, the sound design in that song is, is ludicrous. Like, like there's a bass sound in there. I don't even know how they made it. And it's like, where this is where I say where they use the electronic music as an extension. Like they're using sound design that you'd never hear. So they're really yeah. almost, they're paving their own way in their own kind of like their own path of electronic music. So no, that song is fantastic. And really is just kind of shows how uh, Loving and Serial is just an overall solid, great album. For sure. All right. So number six song for me is uh Living Proof. We're on drugs. So nice. Love that album. Really good. Um, it was really hard to pick a favorite on that one, but um I don't know, man. Like the, there's something about for me, it's about the intricacies of a song. And um at the very end where he kind of picks the guitar up and starts doing the solo, that that almost that eight-bar loop of that part of the song to me is just like my favorite <laughs> part of the whole album. You know what I mean? Like that resonated with me a lot. It's these small things that make it so much better. And just like, no, that, that song for me was the center of the entire album. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, yeah. it was, it was number one, man. It was, uh, let's get going here on the album. Like it was, uh, beautiful. Um, and, uh, yeah, I absolutely love that song. Can't say, yeah. I think, I think it's my favorite war on drug song now. Um, Honestly, Harmonia's Dream, right, or Harmonia, however you say it, right after it, man. So one, one two. two, what an amazing one-two punch yeah. to get an album to get an album started. One two. Yeah, great choice, man. I've already touched on my uh war on drug song, but that's up there. You know, that was one I battled with as well. So great song. Yeah. It always makes you think too. It's like um people don't understand like when you when you when you when you press an album, when you create an album, it's like the intro and the outro are very important. The closer and the intro and how you leave from the intro into something else. Like there, there's such an art to even just selecting songs to arrange songs on an album. You know what I mean? And like something like that really proves it, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. That that's one thing that made Japanese breakfast so good. Not to get back into it, but <laughs> not, not to get back get back into why Roz is But to start off with paprika and then end with that, I can't remember the name off the top right now, but uh just a beautiful ending, super slow song with those big uh it closes out. It, it almost reminds me. Sorry to bring it back to her, but it reminds me of this <laughs> Phoebe. Yeah, it reminds yeah. me of Phoebe, but uh it's it's very like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're doing an all we're doing an all day breakfast here today. That's amazing. <laughs> the, the the guys are like you. You guys probably have a list of how many times I've mentioned Phoebe Bridgers on this album <laughs> on this podcast, even though we uh, haven't even she hasn't even put out music. But yeah, we um, all know we all know you're going to be married to her in the next five to ten years. We know. Can't can't wait to see her at Coachella. <laughs> all right, guys, moving into the top five songs of the year each. My number five, Brando by Lucy Dacus. Nice. So for me, this is the perfect uh, example of her story uh, writing ability. Starts out with this young love, skipping school, going to movie theaters while the only thing is, only people there are like old people watching these old flicks. And then she references those flicks in the next um refrain like just talking about them and then slowly puts it into like driving down this road and hopping out of a car it's just like the best story and as i touched on when i talked about this album it's one of the few there that don't make you really sad even though the subject matter (laughs) is pretty sad it's one of the more upbeat and to see her play it live on the um in that classroom that time do you guys ever watch that she did like five songs in the class in her old high school classroom no that's negative, sounds, negative. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna put that on my notes right now yeah it's it. really good it's um what's that california radio station that does all those tiny desk uh the tiny, tiny desk concert? yeah so it's yeah. not the tiny desk it's something else right it's, yeah it's well the radio like station is is something else but they put off tiny desk so her tiny her tiny desk was actually sitting in tiny desk in her old high school classroom which i can kind of appreciate but yeah this was my favorite song you know the the line where she talks about uh 
calling him she he called her cerebral uh why couldn't you call me a pretty instead like you know yeah. like some of the stuff like that is just i i love the small touches she put on that album and in particular that's a song that not only stands out to me on the album but it's one of the few that i can pass around to other people that aren't just sad music fans i think it's one of the and i think even reed mentioned it earlier on the album podcast that it is one of the ones that he does enjoy so i, I think it stands out yeah for sure no, i'm with you it made my uh, honorable mention list um so uh yeah that's uh, probably my favorite on the album and uh, i agree with you it's a good one yeah brandon was my top it's definitely top three it was uh yeah up there with bbs you know, again, like her her story, her her ability to not write a song, she writes a story. It's it's its own thing almost, yep. and it's insane. But uh, yep. it took me to a different place, man. It was really good. So no, great pick. Five, Rito. Five. So this one is a little obscure. Um, nice. I would. I like I'm I'm betting. Like I know Roz has heard of it. I don't know if he's gonna remember. Um, and I have my doubts, Lundy, listen, that's just my thought. <laughs> um, so it's, uh, I don't know if it's Vanda or Wanda, but it's Vanda, uh, a matter of time with Alex Mayer, uh, singing. Um, it didn't come off an al- album. It's just a single. It's an, it's an EDM house song. Um, I, uh, I see you're you out of Never heard <laughs> it. Yeah, wow. No, you heard it. I know you did. Cause you told me it was great. Um, <laughs> You idiots. It's a super chill um, EDM song. Um, how you, wait, how do you wait? How do you spell it? Let me just look this up. I got it. You know. It's V A N D E L U X. It's a matter to it's It's funny because uh, classic social media, like, Damn. I, I just picked it up on Instagram one day um someone someone had a video up and it had that song in it and i heard like a 30 second clip i said damn that's a pretty pretty good track i listened to the whole thing i was like wow like it even comes in at the end with like some some uh nice instruments at the end i think maybe a saxophone like great song if you haven't heard yet um definitely recommend taking a taking a listen it's not like your club thumper type listen it's uh very good uh, me and my girlfriend listen all the time. It's really good one. Listen, and as long as it's up the sitar, I will listen to any instrument on any track. <laughs> but no, uh, what would you honestly, guys do I, if I became a really famous sitar player? <laughs> if you can think it's on tour, if I'm, if I'm going to get something out of it, then I'm okay. But otherwise, you are not my. If you're like, yeah. a, if you become like a disgrace or failed sitar player, I you have nothing. I want nothing to do with you. All right, Rosie, <laughs> give us your fifth. All right, guys, so this one is uh, also not on my top five and anyone's top five because it's a little bit more in the hip-hop. So, uh, Reed, I don't know if you heard this song, but so Nas put out a new album this year. Uh, fantastic album. It made my top ten, but did not make my top five. Oh, interesting. Yeah, King's Disease 2, everyone out there. Uh, Nas, fantastic. There's a song in there called Nobody. Nobody by Nas featuring Lauren Hill. And no. it is, I got to say, have you heard the song, Reed? No, man. I, I can't believe there's a Lauren Hill compilation. I didn't hear it. There's a song on this album that came out. And you know what? Personally, for me, too, this, this album came out of the radar. I didn't even know we put out an album this year. So nobody, Nas, Lauren Hill. He goes in he goes into depth about uh, being famous, what like Dr. Dre would say to him, his personal life. Like, like Again, a mental health, really mental health-oriented song. And then Lauren Hill comes in. And you're not going to get a lot of like strong female rappers right now, at least that I know of. A lot of them yeah. going to the pop, going to pop. Like, like Nicki Minaj, I used to love Nicki Minaj back when she was a rapper. Now she's more of a pop star, right? But uh, Lauren Hill comes in, she kills the beat, and like the beat itself is fantastic. It's a well-produced song. It's a well-rapped song. Number five, nobody Nas. I have nothing to add. I'm. Uh, I'm, I'm gonna, out of the realm. I'm it's out I'm, of Lenny's realm right now. I'm gonna die. I have the song "Rare" from uh, King's yep. Disease Two. Saved. That that's a, yeah, that's a great one. But uh, I'm I'm gonna get that because I'm a, I'm a Lauren Hill fan, even though she's late to every show ever. But uh. <laughs> so you're telling me, as a a, a fellow uh, interest in rap and a Lauren Hill fan, you haven't heard of Nas's new album with Lauren Hill on it? Because I think Boss, you're really like, Boss, we discussed this back in the summer doing this album, man. You guys' memories are shot. 
No, we just we just <laughs> we, we discussed, discussed that his and, album and came out. We definitely talked about Nas's album coming out. It was in in particular, I remember it being exactly when we did J. Cole Tyler to Creator back to back, and we talked about Nas <laughs> because we said no, we won't do three albums of rap back to back to back, and then we just never did. Ah. Yeah, Houston. I have a, I have an edge of sketch kind of mentality where this <laughs> one I kind of just shake my head and it goes away forever. But no, but that album is very good. Uh, yeah, Nas, Nas is the, I mean Illmatic. You know you, you know this guy, but uh, no, Reed. I think you personally will really enjoy this song. All right, number four. This choice is "Truth" by Jungle. Nice. So for me. This was the standout track, but when I say standout, it's like one A of all the way down to one like F. This album, as I touched on in the album podcast, is exceptional. I think it's almost nearing on no skips, if it is a no skips, which is incredible. And this is the one song that really stands out to me. There's a little bass line in there that just kind of always catches the ear. Uh, truth jungle number four. Give us your number four, Reed. All right, number four is uh, make a list of things to look forward to from Courtney Barnett. Off, uh, things take time, take time. Um, just a great song, man. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're if you're a fan of Courtney, you're gonna you're gonna love this song. Um, super uplifting beat. In my opinion, it's the no doubt uh, song of the album. Um, not much more to say. It's it's a beauty, and you guys should listen. For me, it's uh, an excellent song. I would call it top three. I have one particular song that stands out uh, more because of what was happening at the time for me during the listen to this album. Uh, Before you gotta go really hits home, and I don't mean this to get emotional, but at the same time, this album was happening was when all my lucy shit was going down and i can kind of remember listening to that song and just lying outside with her i know courtney wrote it in the way of uh a personal relationship but for me that that song it's home but your song is is right there with it yeah no and i mean like you said like people always take things from music i mean a pet and a person, it's a, its the same thing. It's an emotional connection, right? So it's the same thing. I agree. Uh, it's a great song. I, I never really appreciate the album overall as much as her previous work, but I do appreciate that song. It is good. All right. Give us your next one. So Yeah, so uh, my number four is Keep Moving by Jungle. And I'm glad that we're all kind of tuned about it. Keep running with you. Keep moving. <laughs> okay, listen. I gotta, I gotta listen. We're going off the rails. We're all having a few beer now. This has been sponsored by Makers Mark, Makers Smooth, Cold, Fresh. Anyway, so I'm very happy that Jungle is getting the rounds, except it's all different songs, which really goes to show that it's a great album through and through where you can have three favorite songs between three people that like the same band. Crazy. Yeah. Uh, keep moving. Hit single. If I ever. Wanted to do cardio and go on a bicycle. I'm sure I'd hear it if I ever did that fucking Peloton stuff. You know what I mean? Where it got famous. But uh, no, Pure Disco in 2021. Fantastically produced. Clean. Vocals are fantastic. Catchy as shit. Like the, I so just. Catchy. Jungle is insane, man. Like, it's just like, it's in your, it's been in my, it's in my head all the time. And it's just like, high disco. Like, you know, I love ABBA. This, this is as close to ABBA as you're going to get. Even ABBA's not ABBA anymore. Like, you're, it's better ABBA than ABBA right now. Yeah, so. that ABBA album sucked. It's yeah, it's terrible. So no, uh, yeah, keep moving, jungle, hundred percent, number four. Yeah, one hundred percent agree. As I said, when I chose truth as one A, like uh, like keep moving is within the one B or C. Like a uh, great choice. Yeah, yeah, not much to add. Same, same thoughts. Um, yeah. Song one and two should really be song one because you can't have song two without song one, right? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, I love that one. Amazing opener. Yeah. I just can't wait for the soda melt and just turn on that album and just drink it side. <laughs> All right. Number three. My number three song 
of the year is Driver's <laughs> License by Olivia Rodrigo. There what? she is. Finally. So <laughs> this is the pinnacle of the album for me. I think her voice is exceptional. And I was always curious if that voice was real or, you know, computerized or whatever it is. But then after seeing it live, it actually started out as my number 10 song and has moved all the way up to number three ever since I started the list. After seeing it live and seeing what, what she can do and, and that it's real, I absolutely love it as a, pop, as, as a fan of pop music. but also re- realizing how important that song was to the last year in terms of TikTok and how famous she got. It's not just my personal preference that's making this number three, but it is that side of critical and like popularity and everything that makes this number three for me. And then the final cherry on top for it is that Lord type ending where you can just envision like 60, 70,000 people screaming the end of that song. Uh, I still fucking love you, babe. It's just, it's, it's great. I'm a sucker for pop music. And that's my favorite song from Sour. Nice. I like that. Uh, I told you earlier, I was wondering if uh, Sour was going to creep into your top five. And uh, I knew she'd make an appearance um it is a great song um deja vu and driver's license definitely one a one b there um great songs um not much not much else to add uh pop sensation 18 19 how old she is um i think uh i think it was great you know same for me deja vu was my personal favorite but uh olivia was she had a great year my biggest thing she never made my top five with albums because I love her voice. I'm sure she's a, she's writing her own stuff, like which is usually for like a Disney star to come in. Maybe someone's writing your material. I I truly believe she does write it, but it just it's just really hard to back for me who someone is so into production, somebody who comes in with money already from acting, and they're they're getting their music made. They're in the best studios with the best mentors. It's just it hits a little less for me. That's all. Yeah, I was I was actually saying that to Reed when you uh, took off there earlier. It was she was close on making my top five albums. But I just couldn't justify it because I I think half the album is, you know, not stolen from someone else, but you know she's she's taking on re- uh, references or she's influenced by other artists that have already been in the space, kind of thing. And so the album doesn't hit home, but I can truly believe that I think she wrote this song. And yeah, it's it's definitely one of my favorites. Yeah, no, it's hard, it's hard not to say that she has a bright future, but there's a dramatic influence between, like I said in my review when we did this, it's you take Lord, you take Taylor Swift, you put them together, it's going to be good, right? It's basically, a couple of those songs are like ripped right out of a Taylor Swift album, it sounded like, you know what I mean? So, All right, number three song of 2021, uh, The War on Drugs, Living Proof. Um, Roz has already said it. Uh, I mean, our, our conversation uh, before kind of sums things up some things up one thing i will add though is i really enjoy the kind of the break in song structure like it's not your typical verse chorus verse song uh i thought like in 2021 i probably listened to more music than i ever had before which is a real cool thing about uh tsr two sweet reviews for us as uh, as i guess the guys running it um lord did this multiple times on solar power um, and I really enjoyed it. And then kind of after that, the war on drugs came out and just, just killed it. Living proof is great. Um, the, the build up to the end, as well as the, uh, the guitar solo, some real good stuff. Fantastic. Yeah, really good. As I, you know, I had it on my top 10. Fantastic. So my number three comes from my top one album, but it kind of goes to show how just because your album could be your favorite. A song on its, on its own could be from a different album, right? I mean, it's all, you know, you can have some albums with strong songs that are terrible albums. I mean, that's life, you know, it's not work. So my number three is Master by Tyler, which is, I think, the best song on that album. I think the song or the album overall is on a high level, but um, 
Yeah, my number three is that son. He, he really gets into depth about his past and what he had to do to get out of his comfort zone as a child and like helping his mom in poverty. Like it's really super deep for like a 2021 hip hop song. Like this isn't future. This isn't Travis Scott, right? This is like high level rap and the beat is good. The beat switches actually a couple of times. Like he's like three or four songs kind of put together. Like Reed says he does in other songs. This is like the whole album, like, has been said is almost like a mixtape mixed together. He put DJ drama, who's like a famous rapper that used to do like MCing on the whole album to make it sound like a mixtape. It just like perfectly crafted really. So, you yeah, know, massive for me, number three. Great, great choice, man. The whole album rocks, but you know, it didn't make any of my lists and that's just personal preference. But in terms of like where it stands with rap, it's, the best I've heard in a very, very, very long time. Yeah, really good stuff. Made my uh, honorable mentions list. Um, I love the line. What is it? I have too much self-respect. I wash my hands before I piss. <laughs> <laughs> love that. So good. So good. No, but there's, I mean, it, there's there's so many layers to, to the song and really it extends to the album. So I, I love that choice. All right. My number two song. We're so close. We're, get, we're getting there. We're getting there. We're so close. This is actually from an album we have not reviewed. Oh, wow. For two. Number two. I tried to push this on you about a week before Christmas um, to get this album reviewed. Uh, it's Pool Hoppin' by the Illuminati Hotties. Illuminati Hotties. <laughs> so I don't know if you guys have had a chance Pool to listen to this. Pool Hoppin'. <laughs> Window, Window shopping. shopping. So in terms of me, I just like uh, Reed. You probably won't get the reference, but uh, Roz, do you remember when Sheldon used to talk about how Vampire Weekend, Holiday, and A Punk used to be like the you're so happy, you're putting your book bag on, yeah. you're going home. It's just like yeah, that it's... feel fucking good song. Yeah, they used to that... say that song. A Punk, he'd be walking up the school bus in high school, and he'd be yeah. That's exactly how I feel about this song. It's just like every time I hear it, no matter what kind of mood I'm in, it immediately makes me feel good. Like I just, it's, it's definitely up my alley in terms of the rock side of things and the punk rock, but I just think this, and it's the first track on the album. It's just an incredible way to start it. Um, I absolutely love it. I hope we review it, but if we don't, it, so be it. At least um, I've made my thoughts known. The album is good, but this song is great. Love that. Uh, yeah, I mean, definitely have heard it. Um, so it's a good choice. I think we'll we'll get it in January, early February for sure. I think it's uh, it's worth doing. There's a lot of critical acclaim over it in 2021. I think it's worth our time and uh, it's a good choice. Yeah, no, I have yet to. I've, it's been. I had it downloaded. I have yet to listen to it, but uh, no, it's there, and I think we could fit it in for sure once we set our schedule up. Okay, getting into real big ones here. So, um, my number two song of the year comes off my number one album of the year from uh, Jubilee by Japanese Breakfast. Is Tactics. This kind of goes in line with what Lundy said. Even this morning when I was looking at my list, I was considering swapping out because there's a, there's a number of really good ones on there. But this one has really stuck with me since the summer, since we reviewed it. Like, um, got a bit of sentimental. Like, uh, me and my girlfriend went on a trip on the West Coast and listened to it out there, and it was real good. Um, just overall, amazing song. And, uh, I mean... Uh, there's really not much more to say than we haven't about our album, about the whole thing. It's just a, a compilation of an incredible package that she's put together. Um, you know, you listen to the song and you're kind of like, Steve, man, this is super slow. Like, you know, it's like it's played on the Titanic as it's going down or something like super sad. <laughs> but uh, it's just it's 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 beautiful. It's really, uh, really great music. And it's a great song. If only they were so lucky under the Titanic to get some Japanese breakfast before they tasted the abyss of the <laughs> Atlantic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
You know what though? <sighs> I appreciate I appreciate your consistency, Reed, because I'm just as you're talking, I'm on the website, www.sweetreviews.com. And uh, we have a <laughs> we have a we have a we have a very uh, easy user interface where I can search the song and you actually chose that as your favorite song back when we did it, which I think was June maybe or, or so yeah. you've been con- you've been consistent with your favorite, which I mean doesn't always happen. Sometimes favorites change, but in your case, no. Same same, one, so that's great. One of my favorite things about our search feature is that it not only picks up the artist name or the album name, but if you mention another artist when comparing that artist, it'll also pop up in our search feature because earlier when I searched the war on drugs, um, Jubilee by Japanese breakfast popped up because I referenced the war on drugs on the uh, final track of Jubilee. So another fun fact about how well designed Two sweet reviews.com. <laughs> if, 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 if only we knew, if only we knew who, uh, who designed such a, such a feat of technological. <laughs> but um, it's, all, it's, it's insane, really. Like, I mean, not only does it search for hot words, but if you go on www.twosweetreviews.com, you can actually search by, by, you can actually search by category and you can search for any genre you wish. There's, all, there's a drop down menu and everything. It's, it's, it's quite good. All right, Rosie, give us a, your number two, buddy. Okay, so my number two comes from my number two, two for two. Um, I think it's the best song on the album, and I also believe it's probably the best electronic music song I've heard in a while. It's Alive, Proofs the Soul. Um, it's one of those songs that uh, you always feel when a new album's coming out, they drop a single, and a lot, a lot of the time you go, they drop a song, and you're like, well, I hope it's better than the single they drop. You know what I mean? Like, this is bullshit. But that song came out and it, it grew on me. And I think, honestly, that song is fantastic. They took their four on the floor dance music kind of tempo and they actually created almost like a breakbeat kind of offbeat uh, rhythm to it. And it's just between that and the synth selection and the vocals like Alive, my favorite EDM song of the year. All right, boys. <laughs> We're on our number ones. For Go. me. The song of the year. For me, the song of the year. I know you guys have been talking a lot about how your number one album doesn't line up with your number one song, but for me, it does. My favorite song of the year is Be Sweet by Japanese Breakfast. This goes way back to when I used to drive a car, which which I don't do anymore because of COVID and working from home. (laughs) But I loved it from the first minute I heard it. And when we reviewed the album, I had heard it too often to appreciate it as much as the rest of the album. So it definitely it was not my favorite choice at the time. But the more and more I listened to the album, and the more and more I got all the tracks in my head, it just became clear to me that this was the best track on the album. Um, it is Reed described it great earlier. It's a Madonna type. ABBA type track it's just it's got that perfect type melody the band is great on it the lyrics are great on it and her voice is just unlike anything else that's really popular these days um I would be stoked to see Japanese Breakfast live and be sweet favorite song of 2021 all right Rito give us your number one buddy Oh, that's exciting. Let's hear I, I, I think I have I think I have an idea, but I'm not gonna say. Oh yeah, oh yeah. All right. So my favorite song of 2021 comes off the album Donda by Kanye West. Woo! Before I say which one, I will say that um while the album was uh incredibly painstakingly long, um if you listen to the Roz cut which I believe is probably on Spotify. It is. He took out out all the crap and just left the good stuff in there. There's a link on www.twosweetreviews.com if you're looking for it. Twosweetreviews.com, you get the Roz cut uh, at a a great price of $0. It's much better (laughs) than the regular regular cuts. (laughs) So I'm dragging it out a little bit, but I feel like it warrants it because if we had the Roz cut, the Roz cut would have made it to my top five album. But with all the filler crap about, you know, maybe 40 minutes of crap that didn't belong on there, it didn't, it didn't warrant the nomination. There are about maybe four or five songs that I listen to a lot, 
like a lot from that album that I love, four or five bangers. I've been back and forth a lot on uh, on several. Uh, the runner up were Hurricane and Moon. I both think are incredible songs. Uh, love them. But the best song of the year was Believe What I Say. Um, it is a uh, it has a mix from Lauren Hill's Do Wop That Thing, which was Do-wop. a smash song in the late 90s i think it came out in uh, 98 the miseducation of lauren hill that maybe we may do one day here guys but uh great song man it just you know you have that mix you have uh, you have kanye's uh, genius mixed in there with uh, with his little licks and his quips and everything and um you know, i went back and forth a lot but i think it's my favorite of the year i um struggled to put any song by kanye on this list because i refuse to listen to a two-hour uh, album again and i'm not ashamed <laughs> to say that it's very very possible that a song may have creeped in maybe the low parts but i just was so over both that album <laughs> and that god-awful drake album that uh i refused story so read to, to come for your point i mean it's understandable i mean no matter how good an album could be could be and how good the artist could be i mean if quentin tarantino put a pulp fiction and it was like three hours of them like getting quarter pounders of cheese like on the side <laughs> like it's like it, it kind of ruins the movie you know what i mean so i agree like i really agree with you taking something that could might not be a top five album but i mean there are songs that do stick out and that's definitely one of them and i yeah that's definitely a good song so yeah i that's that's a great pick yeah, I don't want to discredit that there is really good songs on the album. And, you know, he's another guy. We talked about Billy earlier in terms of being stoked for herbs, but as a collective, I am sure we are amplified way more beyond that to watch Kanye West than Billy Eilish. Yeah. So um, we got I've one been, left. I've been blessed with the final. I've been blessed with a final. What's that? Song. Oh my God! The podcast is ending. No, <laughs> could it be? <laughs> same album. Same album. Listen. <laughs> let me just let me start. Okay, so it is. Yeah. Listen, this is the last. <laughs> so because it's the last means it's the best. Of course, you always say the best for last. That's how they do it. So it's true. A lot of songs, you know, they get put on albums and they might not be a top five album, but they're definitely a top number one song of the year. And this song to me grew on me. It wasn't even my favorite song on the album when we did the review, but after hundreds of listens, just um, connected in such a way and just had so many qualities to it. And the song is Come to Life, Kanye West, Donda. I could tell that he really wanted to do another runaway, which is impossible, but the album overall, as you know, I cut it myself because I was disappointed, but there was so much good stuff on there. So much good stuff. And Come to Life is so emotionally raw. And Kanye goes to such a place. He, the, the, just the, even the piano on there and just like the lyrics and just the way it's all arranged and put together. I didn't even, I had Hurricane as my favorite song when we did the album, but the more I listened to it, it's like uh, almost a perfect song, the way it's put together. And Come to Life. Number one, two suit reviews. Last one, so you know it's the best one. Come to Life by Kanye West is the number one song of the year. Uh, too many Urkels on your team. That's why your wind's low. <laughs> that actually is the perfect analogy to this album. And that is that. Who do you think got it right? I mean, I think I know, but I'll let you decide. At the end of the day, the main thing is that you go through these lists, go on Spotify, go on Apple Music, listen to something new. Maybe you'll find something you really like. Until next time, this is Roz, Two Sweet Reviews, signing off.